This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I am Eric Gilbranson, and uh, with me this evening, I have uh, friends and co-hosts, Ryan Steiskel and David Andrews. Guys, how's it going? I'm, I'm fine. I do regret dragging David Andrews into this particular episode. <laughs> Not because he isn't wonderful. He is wonderful. He just deserved better. <laughs> no, I'm just... Yeah, this is... You know, happy to be included. This was cruel, Ryan. <laughs> cruel. <laughs> David, you're you're that one friend who's like, I'm just I'm just glad I'm part of the group. Like <laughs> we just made I you mean, eat I, a pancake off like the freeway. <laughs> so, I'm not exactly pleased to be the last person picked in the dodgeball fight, but while I'm here, I'm I'm at least gonna make the best out of it. <laughs> you're the yeah. oh my god we've we've i think we've all been in that position of the do, the dodgeball first last one picked first one out <laughs> oh yeah yeah gym class so many good memories um i will say this i will say this we david and i we were that generation uh that grew up with the the foam soft uh dodgeballs that so many people uh you didn't get the rubber balls it's not the same um i i will say bullshit those things they get (laughs) flung fast and hit hard it leaves a completely different type of welt that's not even fully true though because we did have the rubber balls to start when we were younger like first second grade we had the rubber balls and then they transitioned so i mean you did i actually in my school i i i never Oh man! Ever. So we just—I just lost in every possible way. No, you're just the <laughs> midground apparently. I don't know what's because David, you went to a different school, elementary school, and then because we live in that small type, broken up area, where like eventually everyone starts to like get forced into the same school until everyone's in the same fucking high school in the trial well, tri-state area. I mean, area. there's an easy answer to this question, Ryan. My school is poorer. Yes, it's true. <laughs> so was mine. Mine was mine was fairly fucking poor, but I think yeah, yours was technically poorer. Um, they have those same rubber balls they've yeah. had since the nineteen sixties. Only they're all like calloused and beat up and like, <laughs> fucking. When they hit you, they fucking turn the dust like as a Thanos just snapped his fingers. <laughs> like oh man, I wish That's, that happened yeah. before it hit me in the face. As the future NFL star just looks at you and goes, "I am inevitable." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Our school like took it easy on us or something. We played most of the dodge games with like yarn balls. Like they were soft and cushy and what I don't think anyone ever got hurt. Like it was uh I guess Never. a pretty pleasant thing, but Never mind. You probably all grew up to be big snowflakes. wimps or something. Screw you. I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that all through all through elementary school we played all those types of games with those instead of, you know, dodge balls. So We uh so, yeah. I'm acting like I'm relating, but I can't really relate because it was uh, never that traumatic. Fucking yarn, 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 Scott. I can pronounce the word yarn. I guarantee it. The yarn ball kid over here. I will say, I David mentioned my school had more, like slightly more money. I'm like, yeah, but out of the twelve foam rubber covered not rubber i don't know what the fuck it was latex or whatever covered balls that we got out of the 12 i guarantee like four of them were always in the prime condition and the other ones and i don't know how this is but those foam balls were somehow flat i don't know how a foam ball deflates but it, that was always the ball that somehow i picked up the one that when you throw it was like throwing like a wet hat and when it went like two feet and i'm like oh my god there's like there's no way in hell why the other fucking more athletic ones had the round stiff balls that you know would bounce back and they would catch it midair and so always return to them i'm like this is some bullshit they're fucking taking me out with cannon fodder and i got a fucking flappy flapjack <laughs> screw this shit take uh-huh. me out <laughs> 
Sorry. Tra- no. Childhood trauma kicked in. I was yeah, flashing yeah. back. I see. Damn. So many good memories, but I was gonna I was gonna name drop in a few people. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everything been going with you guys? With uh, David, you mentioned you've been uh, on on quarantine. You've been keeping uh, keeping yourself sane. Yeah, barely. I. Uh, <laughs> I'm I, sure the movie we made you watch helped a lot. Oh, please! It felt like uh, <laughs> a lobotomy. I mean, I guess that's kind of a spoiler for the review, but it was uh, it's definitely a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. In that the same. The nicest thing you could say. <laughs> in the same way as getting hit in the face with a fucking dodgeball is a palate cleanser, or <laughs> yeah. or or uh, a painful lobotomy. There you go. I'm gonna find a way to always like link back to this. Let's see how well I do throughout the episode. Everyone, keep track. <laughs> well, that's two. I got two written down. So okay, cool. Anyway, yeah, I guess we'll just movie. get to this thing, right? And so this yeah. uh, week, which unfortunately was a movie that um, Ira, I think I initially brought to the table and on I... Tubi TV, of course, because we've been picking all of our stuff from Tubi TV uh, in the recent weeks on the Video Junkyard podcast. But we checked out the. 80s comedy with a question mark <laughs> Transylvania 65000 Roll it It began as a routine assignment Transylvania Where is that? I don't know, it's over there someplace But beneath the surface Transylvania's cute it's cute Of this happy land ah. Horror awaits them ah. I'm investigating Frankenstein You mean the monster? And a terrible secret lurks in the shadows ah. Terribly sorry, we thought you were an animal. He is. Now they're discovering the truth. Did you see Dracula? Yeah, yeah, when it first came out. About the creatures of the night. Shut up, you low life. I'm low. I'm low. The curse of the undead. Did you want to hurt me? Hurt you? No. Bite you? The terror of the full moon. Ah! Oh, yeah, I'm going into death. And the monster that science created. Full house. But could not destroy. Does this hurt? Does this hurt? Good. Everything hurts. Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Ed Begley Jr. Hi, ladies. Joseph Bologna. Oh. And Gina Davis. Tell me you want me to. <laughs> For a good time, call. Transylvania 6 5000. <laughs> it's good, huh? And this thing. Man, directed by Rudy DeLuca, who, if you didn't know or couldn't guess by the poor imitation, is a protege of Mel Brooks, apparently. Oh. Worked with him Holy on uh, many films. Sh- that, so. that just connected and, some threads, didn't it, David? I did not, yeah. We we did and, not look uh, this up at all. We just watched well, it. Yeah, like, I did its a... Wikipedia page is better than Frogtown's, but uh, <laughs> slightly less informative. But <laughs> oh my God. So. What now, David? I was going to say, a lot of things just made way more sense about this movie. <laughs> it did. Just, just, it was like a flash of momentary brilliance. Like, oh. That makes sense. Now yeah. it all comes together. I'm it like, all yeah, comes this together. This is a dime store Mel Brooks movie. Like, yeah, this is with, David's without, elementary school oh. level if it was a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> yeah, without a bit of the, like, That's charm great. or, you know, good, clever jokes or you know anything that's funny but anyway that's getting ahead of myself so let's get you a a, a quick synopsis and it will be brief because the best synopsis is uh the best one that i found is one sentence long and it is two tabloid reporters are assigned to get a scoop on the frankenstein monster who is reportedly living in transylvania so that was honestly the whole fucking plot too yeah that's how this movie uh starts and it just gets you know better and better from there so I did write down, like uh, I usually do, some notes and some just kind of talking points about the movie, and um, if you're bear with me, we can kind of get to a couple of those, and we'll do it that way this time around, just because I'll keep it, you know, kind of on the track. So my first question for you guys is, why is this movie so bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we do to deserve this film? Uh. <laughs> That's a difficult question in a different way. Like, not as difficult as why does daddy drink, but, um, <laughs> David, what do you think? I, I think the more particular question is, how did they get this wrong? They have, right. it's a really good cast. 
Yeah. Like, like, it is a stacked cast. Um, Pun intended. I mean, yeah, you can go down the... Uh, <laughs> starring you, Jeff Goldblum, Ed Begley Jr., uh, Carol Kane, Jeffrey Jones, Gina Davis, Michael Richards, um, and, as well as more uh, faces you'll recognize. John, John Biner's one. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so literally everybody in the cast of this is a talented like well-known um actor with with you know proven comic chops and other things that they've done <laughs> and it's just uh i will such a mess like, i will say to that they these performers these performers performing are the one thing that keeps you watching this movie because it's like yeah they're i know recognize these people these are great people i really think they're trying to give it like their best with what they have uh, but mm-hmm. also knowing what they have. But that being said, I'm not saying like it's great. It didn't save the movie. I'm just saying this is what kept that all this awful movie afloat at long enough. Uh, because I would say all these performances are just like, are you guys rehearsing for another bit? Because this one's definitely not working, and I think you know that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, first, first they made they made fucking Jeff Goldblum a sh- like the straight man in this one the skeptic yeah. the yeah. like eh, whatever i'm like that is not jeff goldblum <laughs> well yeah and he has to like be like the um guy that's kind of a schmoozer with the ladies and oh yeah that weirdness. yeah it's just not a very jeff goldblum part and he's you know he's fine in it because he's a talented guy and he's always kind of great but he just doesn't have anything to work with in no. general. So, it, it, the, had you guys heard of this movie prior to uh, me kind of us kind of throwing it at you? Is it or was this no. the first time? That's and that's why again I thought going into it, I'm like, well, this has got to be some instant long forgotten <laughs> classic because you look at it and you're like, Jeff Goldblum, yeah, one of the best '80s bad guys. I forget his name, but the Ferris Bueller guy. Jeffrey Jones? Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Jones. And Hank yep, yep. Begley Jr., Gina Davis, just a bunch of people. And so I thought I was in for a really good time. And... Yeah, and I had seen this, and we're talking, like, not just, like, 10 years ago, but so far back when my, like, younger childhood, which is funny when I when I watch it now and see the kind of humor and stuff in it, I'm sure my parents were not thrilled <laughs> with this. But I, I had to have been, like, under 10 years old, and I probably brought this home from, like, the video store or something or picked it out. And um, I remember enjoying it or thinking it was good for some reason, and I told my friends about it, and I don't think I ever be- went back and actually watched it again, so maybe I was just into the idea of it being kind of a... Um, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, um, it's a bit of what I would call like classic style. It's intended to be uh, like classic style, like monster mash comedy. So we, you know, we have our, it takes place in Transylvania, obviously given the title. So we have our Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, creature, Wolfman, mummy, all of the, you know, classic universal monsters, um, that are more mentioned than seen in this film, unfortunately, but. Um, that's kind of what I thought I was getting into and what I kind of remembered this being. My memory couldn't have been much more like far off on this thing. Uh, once it, when I watched it, I remembered like there was a scene or two that was like, oh, okay, I kind of remember seeing this, but the gist of the movie and like what it was ended up being like wasn't really that familiar at all. So I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it was a, one of those long distant memories like, oh, I'd like to see that again. And then, yeah. Unfortunately, it was backfired on me this time. So, and you dragged two others with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the thing that's most painful about this movie is that none of the humor works. No, it's that's... such like a piss poor attempt to like recreate the magic of something like Young Frankenstein. That I don't know. I I honestly I watched this. I just finished it today. I watched it in two sittings. I can't remember laughing I at all. I only <laughs> laughed once, and it was the the entrance and exit into the mental hospital where he was like, where oh, for right. Jeff Goldblum is like, just climb over the fence, I got your back. Then once he starts climbing, hey, he's trying to escape. Like, that was, that was probably the <laughs> only part that I left off. Yep. And then his reverse yeah. escape plan. Yeah, he's trying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh 
and that wasn't really there was a couple chuckles here and there but like for the most part it was like uh and, and when it was like the couple things i chuckled at it just they weren't really that funny anyway and it was too little too late by the time it came around and oh god and the other thing that like just kills me about this movie and not in a good way is that it seems like the bits or what the you know the, the little like comic bits that they're doing go on and on and on and they just get they weren't funny to start with and then they get obnoxiously unfunny like right. richard's character oh yeah for sure and and the you know as you americans say joke that's in like every scene in the movie and uh, just like anyway i it's painful in most part in most parts and and you get almost embarrassed for people knowing the, that these are talented you know actors and people that you know from other things just watching them kind of go through the motions of this thing um anyway yeah you know it all it, it almost feels like if you would pull a random person off in the street and be like hey have you seen Spaceballs or Blazing Saddles? And they'll go, yeah, absolutely. All right, here's a pen and paper. I want you to do your best to tamp that and have it to me tomorrow morning. Like, if, Yeah. It feels... Like, hey, have you seen Young Frankenstein? Yes, I have. We're going to make a movie exactly like that, only um, <laughs> not as good. I don't know. It feels like <laughs> the book report of Blazing Saddles. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just... It doesn't. Well, it it pulls too many punches for starters. It doesn't go nearly. Like, a, a part of. Those movies is kind of that shock humor and that, willingness to to be unapologetic about its humor. And I feel like that, that never even easy. comes close to happen in <laughs> this movie at all. Um, yeah. It doesn't like it'll start to go in a direction and then it almost gets like like the U-turn it and say, oh, well, we can't actually go all the way where you thought that was going. We're going to we're going to soften it up and um, like the somewhat nymphomaniac vampire that Gina Davis oh, plays in the movie. Yeah, um, she's really only in about two scenes for some reason. And um <laughs> which is Did hilarious because really she's the... one of the characters yeah. I remember, which is kind of kind of weird because I was probably a six or seven year old kid when I saw this and like Oh, uh, it's very know, much Freudian like... right now for you, Eric. Like <laughs> <laughs> But like So uh... but but she her character is definitely one of the things I remember about it, the vampire woman Wait. in the costume and all that. And um Yeah, very much carrying her own foam foam dodgeballs. Um yeah not the big rubber ones but the Uh, no but your face is getting buried in um (laughs) yeah another yeah Um, anyway what a costume kind of feel bad what costume is parading around in this movie for that yeah you know that this is like and i was telling this to the guys earlier like hey no it's been a while since my, my girlfriend and i watched any of the movies that we review um so but she says like hey i want to watch a stupid movie tonight and i'm like i got one in mind like that i'm not Do joking that was legitly the dialogue that is verbatim and i'm like cool i got one in mind i gotta watch one for podcast we watched it and already it's like this isn't great but once we get to the fucking like gina davis vampire she's just looking at me going what the fuck is this not looking says like what the fuck is this and then like yeah but by that I don't point know how to she, she has to, to have figured something out about the movie because she's already sat through 45 minutes of the ridiculously not funny jokes and over the top like how about this scenes that won't fucking end (laughs) oh my god like the the kitchen scene with the hunchback butler and his wife and it's like i'm seriously like man this scene's five minutes long and it just keeps going and it's not funny and carol kane's hilarious i love her in scrooged if you guys are familiar with that yes but she's technically doing the same thing she's doing there also, in a lot of ways, but... also she plays the the hag wife to Billy Crystal's in, character. Yeah, and um, yep, in Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Which once again, she, that's all she's doing. She she chases you, and nags you. She chases around yep. the male husband like character and nags them. And I will say this: she nails it. She's one of those things that was keeping oh, her yeah. afloat for me. Like same with with my girlfriend. And... Yeah, honestly, um, what's his name? John Biner as Radu in the movie is, it's not like he's doing a poor job at it. It's just not funny. <laughs> like, he's not, they're not given anything to do with it. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like you and, said, and the, it's played yeah, too long. 
and it feels like yeah. they're just rehearsing something. <laughs> like, well, I'm going right. to try out this bit. Or yeah. in the case of Jeff Goldblum, I'm just going to Jeff Goldblum my way through this. Oh, <laughs> when he puts his, like, his two finger, two forefingers on his temple and yeah, has the or, thumb wrapped on his chin, go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or yeah. just, like, his delivery is, he's not even trying to act. He's just got Jeff Goldblooming the entire movie. <laughs> but, like, but here's the thing, even, but he's on, like, the lowest shift. Like, the lowest clutch. You know, like, this is like, this is like Jeff Goldblum if he's just bored. Like, legitly. Well, it's well hard. right. That's oh what my I'm saying. God. Like, he's not you even. You watch his show on Disney Plus, the whole fucking show is him getting excited about shit like pulls, buttons, shoes, like random shit. It's like, uh, I'm Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I have a, a, a amazing, amazing enthusiasm for things. And this movie. Yeah. I mean, nobody in this movie is, has a lot of enthusiasm for it. So. It's hard to believe even Rudy DeLuca, the director and writer, had any enthusiasm for it. But yeah, yeah I I genuinely feel the only actor that that tried was Egg Bagley Jr. Like, yeah, yeah. And he, he, and he's so like also just not funny and obnoxious. He's <laughs> not funny, but you can definitely tell compared to some of the others that like, he just really gave it his all. Like, especially, yeah. I feel like that's that's his character too in general like the excited son of a shitty tabloid newspaper that nobody cares for <laughs> yeah another thing that like oh. sorry i interrupted david the... did you oh sorry no go ahead let's finish oh okay like, i was gonna dive into another thing i started to bring up over david and i were chatting about was the this you know, it's a, it's a monster mash movie, right? But yeah, yeah. kind of forgot forgets to put any monsters in it. Like even at the oh point, like God. I realize it's kind of a mystery, and it starts off, you know, slowly because you, know, you got the skeptic and you got the believer, and but then like it gets in and it's like, whoa, I'm we're approaching three quarters through runtime here, and I have a I've yet to see a monster, right? Yes, <laughs> it's like nothing. I, where are all the monsters in this monster movie? Like um, outwardly said that, like even to. Girl, first complaint. I'm like, wow, we just got done with the second act, and we have not fucking seen monsters. Yeah, and then when you uh, when you do get them, you're kind of like, oh, never mind. I don't want to see these monsters. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> oh my god. But, yeah. yeah, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely the we have this monster at home meme, where it's like, I want to see Frankenstein. <laughs> we have Frankenstein at home, and it's this Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they seem to have no understanding whatsoever or use any of the actual stories of it. Well, there's a little bit of a gypsy connection to the Wolfman character. And, you know, they use a bo- the Frankenstein bolts in his neck. You know, there's a mad scientist, all that. Like they, It's like somebody just checklisted what they needed in the movie but well, didn't actually try to understand what they were going to do with any of them or what they, you know, they're not even really characters at well, all here. Let's go through the tre- checklist real quick. Um, Frankenstein monster. I, for- I forgot he was there. <laughs> he's he's the start technically um yeah wolfman he's the catalyst for this entire exciting adventure that's true right? you have to be he has to at least be the only one uh wolfman he wasn't there yeah check yes he was he the check uh <laughs> mummy the long beautiful flowing hair and yeah. and yelling ridiculous insults like i'm gonna tear every bit of hair out of your ass that's one of my that's one of the best lines of this movie i'm not gonna (laughs) lie i most of the laughs that i got were places that i'm not sure you were i mean yeah that was supposed to be a joke i guess but like it's just so poorly written that i'm laughing at at it because it's just yeah that's a great line so yes um sorry go ahead no no it's fine it's fine (laughs) we're talking about them um let's see what's next uh mummy reference barely um yeah 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 tech check there there is a mummy there's something wrapped up in bandages that you know the doctor pokes oh god <laughs> so like many... that, that's the whole scene so um and then or a bit of the the never-ending dr frankenstein scene but... uh that's uh i was gonna say next uh dr jekyll mr hyde situation or mad scientist yeah it's just it's kind yeah. of there yeah yeah I, yeah, I guess he's got a little Jekyll Hyde thing going. With the, that's you know, and I was gonna say like with that's messy one of, hair guy and straight and as soon as he walks into guy. the lab, the running gag is like he's normal, he's kind, but as soon as he walks into the actual lab, right when he walks under the arch, he messes up his hair and starts becoming like literally a madman. 
Um, and I'm like, this was a subtle way of having crazy scientists combined with Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde reference. Like, I, I'll give points for creativity there. But then, like Eric <laughs> just said, oh, this joke is really going yeah. on. Well, you lost your fucking point, Gryffindor. Congratulations. <laughs> um, what to else? the point where, what is it when he's uh, finally having his showdown or fight with Jeff Goldblum's character at the end of the movie? They cross the threshold like back and <laughs> forth and back and forth. And yeah, he's just going from one to the other. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I guess that was one of the other better points in the movie is when he was like, uh, yeah, do you want an espresso? It's no problem. I'll, get it. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. Like this, this movie has some funny points, but then they just keep repeating it, and it's like it's like having that friend who tells a really funny joke, and we're like, yeah, that was legitly funny, and he feels really good about it, and then he keeps saying it for the rest of his fucking life, and yep. every social interaction that you have with this. <laughs> well, person. then it gets worse. Like it gets longer, or he explains it more, or like he, or he, like I feel like every scene in this movie that started off to be funny. Um, just went on and on it's, and on. It's, like, it's having that friend tell the joke and then finish it with the worst thing of all. That was funny, right? I'm like, okay, now you're just making me have to lie to you. Yeah. That's what this movie was doing. Right. We mentioned it earlier, but but Michael Richards' character, the butler in this movie, is the epitome of what you were just explaining. Like, there's some stuff that he does here that could have been funny. But it's all just done for so long, and it's always the same joke. And it's like, I don't know, just gets so old so fast. And yeah, I don't know. So the best bits for me were the the awkward, the awkwardly hilarious lines, like the Wolfman line that I said. But yeah, it's, um, well, so. David, hmm. David, yes. <laughs> What about that final act? Oh, uh, I don't, I don't genuinely try to put all of my plot in the third act, but uh, it was a bold choice. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last like twenty minutes where they try to jam the entire story and all the monsters that they forgot to put into the rest of the movie. This was like the worst Scooby Doo episode of all fucking time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't even yeah. have, they didn't even have a dog. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Uh, wait, oh, they did. what are they all did. these monsters? Oh, they're actually just all the handicapped people from our village. Like, that, yeah. That we fixed with plastic surgery. Yay, everyone's happy. The end. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention the vampire. <laughs> they have a vampire, Gina Davis, as we've mentioned. So, yeah, the yes. list. And it's what? She turns out to just be... Uh, An infomaniac. Who had a nose job. Yeah. yeah. Um, also had plastic surgery, and now she's better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the big twist. It turns out the mad scientist. And she falls actually... in love with Ed Begley, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, which good for that him. turns out to be, you know, like legit and not just her nymphomania. Which, ugh, I don't know. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like this point in the movie, of... I'm like, what is going on in this movie? But only yeah. if you watch the last two minutes of the movie. Otherwise, it wasn't there. Right. Yeah, that's true. You tuned out early, which by a practical. Like yeah. she was just sexually harassing him throughout the whole movie. So many times he was just like, "Nope, I got, I got to leave," and you were physically holding me behind. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, how progressive of this film. And then it's just like, <laughs> actually, I love you. Well, I'm a nerdy nobody. Yeah, I'll go for it. Yeah. So the other thing that doesn't help this movie at all is the fact that it, for some reason, I mean, obviously they had some money, right? They have a killer cast, and um, they're able to do this whole thing on location in yugoslavia and you know etc etc this movie has the production quality of like a bad tv pilot yeah um it's like they can't figure out how not to use just one camera to cover a whole scene and they like pan around and um the edit is really weird and like i said they don't know how to get out of a scene and that could be from a script level but it also feels like they could have just cut you know like they could have actually just cut film and been like okay next scene and they don't <laughs> like maybe runtime was an issue i don't know but oh, yeah it just seems to me like a badly made tv pilot for a series no one wanted to see well it definitely and, there definitely had to be runtime issues because what we still got was only an hour and a half long right yeah know. oh my god dude I didn't even notice that. Like, I didn't even think about that. I, it felt like it was a two-hour-long movie because of, like, how much it just dragged you. 
yeah honestly i ha- i will have to say this doesn't happen to me real often this one 20 minutes in i was already checking time like oh my god am i really only 20 minutes into this movie this is like, yeah I'm, I, I honestly thought i might not make it and obviously as you guys know my tolerance for bad movies is pretty high <laughs> yes it is <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, uh... it's one thing to be bad but it's entirely another thing to be boring Yes, uh, and that's the biggest sin in my in my eyes of yeah. what you can do wrong, um, and that kind of brings me to the thing that I wanted to talk about, like the real question of this to bring you know something interesting into this episode because the movie itself certainly isn't. Um, is why are bad sci-fi, fantasy, horror movies, things like that often like still entertaining, sometimes laugh out loud hilarious, um, intentionally com- or not? Yeah. Yeah, but bad comedy movies are almost always the worst thing to sit through. Like, comedy that doesn't work, like, is it because comedy truly is that hard to do? Or, you know, what is it about the, uh, you know, a a horror film, a sci-fi film that's bad that makes it unintentionally funny? Where this is obviously just as bad as poorly produced, as poorly written, and, you know, and, you know, characters doing things that don't make sense and just a generally dull movie. Why does this not have any entertainment value to it whatsoever? <laughs> and I'm glad you guys agree with me. The question wouldn't have been quite as good if I or somebody here loved it. But <laughs> yeah, David, um, because comedies are so single facetedly focused. The yeah. entire purpose of a con of a comedy is, I'm going to sit you down for an hour and a half to two hours to try to make you laugh consistently during my runtime, whereas in a bad sci-fi where you're generally going in either A to appraise the graphics or have a good story, even if it's bad, the movie still ends up making you laugh so you get something out of it. Uh, when a comedy's bad, it doesn't really have anything else to fall back on, does it? Because the story's not going to be compelling. And, and, no. and unless you get really lucky... There's probably not going to be any interesting production or effects to stare at to take your mind off of, of how bad it is. So I, I think that's why comedies, when they flop, they flop so hard because it is kind of their one trick pony is, can I make you laugh? It's stand up on location. That's kind of way you can look at it. I think David's right. Uh, right. Or at least he definitely makes a good point with like, you know, a sci-fi, no matter what its job is to take you out of reality um by any means possible but even the worst sci-fi still does that only in a different way it's just like wow they really tried hard to make this look real and it does not like there's still like an enjoyment out of it like a bad sci-fi can still be a great sci-fi because there's at least one element that they nailed that makes it interesting or worth watching whereas like david says with a comedy you know uh comedy subjective to time Mm -hmm. it ages the worst not all it depends on what you you know how how you time it or or in terms of like how how it's constructed and shit but this comedy like mel brooks comedies they don't age the greatest because they are meant to be made in that specific time and represent that time this movie doesn't even fucking do that like it doesn't like it just doesn't push any envelopes even it's just yeah it's just it's very much like dollar store mel brooks and it's just like and (laughs) oh my god what once you fucking said that it was like a dodgeball hitting the fucking back of my head and like eureka (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) yeah when i checked the the wikipedia page like i often do after finishing the movie and i went and i read that piece i was like he worked with mel brooks i was like oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) of course he did (laughs) there's oh my god like this is the thing i always look up shit on wikipedia after watching it always this is the first time where i'm like i don't need to know more about this movie <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're probably better off there's not a whole lot more to know you know the one interesting factoid may this one also you'll be like oh is that this movie <laughs> this is a really weird story this movie was financed by the dow chemical company the reason that they decided to finance a movie i don't know how you know rudy deluca ended up talking to these people or who you know which what producer or how this all happened but 
Yugoslavian law at the time prevented the company from repatriating its funds to the United States, so they couldn't transfer their money from Yugoslavian denier, I think their money was called, to dollars. They had to put it through something, essentially legally launder their money, right? So they decided to hire an American film crew to come and make a film in Yugoslavia to dump all their money through it, and... We got Transylvania six five thousand. Oh my and god! The Dow Chemical Company got their money, so <laughs> obviously they dumped a ton of money into this movie. Probably spent nothing on it, but got it through through making the movie um, legally transferred to dollars and out of Yugoslavia. So, can I say that... something? <laughs> can I say something yeah. to that? That story is way more interesting than what we just fucking watched. I actually, I I legitimately am serious. I want a a Netflix bio on like the, like the history of why this movie existed. (laughs) Only it just starred Jeff Goldblum as the filmmaker instead of himself. But, (laughs) Oh my God, that, that was, that left my jaw dropped. But yeah, I don't that was know the other it's... like super interesting thing, and that's what I was thinking as I'm reading. I'm like, this would have make a better movie than the movie was. So it's like it's like it's like the producers in a way, like the whole the whole theme of the producer of the movie producers make a bad movie because oh no sorry make a bad uh, Broadway show because you technically make more money on the losses in terms of what mm. collecting insurance. I same situation with this. Just make a bad movie just so we have a means to transfer our funds. To, to America <laughs> so, or a chemical company. So I wasn't like, wrong to feel like entirely immoral about watching this movie. Like I could feel vindicated yeah, know yeah. that it is actually just evil. Just... Yeah, <laughs> uh, through and through. I mean, I never thought Jeff Goldblum would be attached to something evil, but that's uh, And he was uh, once turned into a fly creature. <laughs> yeah. So I'm eating yeah, the, a vomit the donut. Other oh, pairing of Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, which was much more successful. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that she's in that movie, too. Oh, yeah. Gina. Gina just yeah. only existed in the 80s and early 90s. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's other... I know there's other things afterwards, but not really. Well, the same could be no. said for almost all of that cast, really, besides Jeff Goldblum. Well, yeah, um, true. I would also. I mean, Ed Begley Jr.'s been in stuff. Yeah, he's been in a lot. Of, I was gonna say he has. Uh, and as for Jeffrey Jones, no, oh, yeah, we won't talk about Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, <laughs> a sad end to one of the '80s most recognizable faces, and there's a reason he's not around anymore. When he deserves yeah. it, so. I guess he what the last thing he was in was the 2019 Deadwood movie because he was originally in the Deadwood series. But yeah, yeah, he does not work real often anymore, and for a good reason. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's uh. Back to the like, I guess the subject we were talking about. I think you're you guys are both exactly right about why comedies, unsuccessful comedies, are the worst thing, at least in my opinion, to have to sit through. This movie reminded me of the other least favorite thing that I've ever watched since we started this podcast, and that was the movie Holmes and Watson we did for our first Razzies special. I'm glad I wasn't there for that. (laughs) It does the exact same thing that that movie does, and it, like, has a premise. It thinks it's being clever. It's like, oh, we're going to adapt this, you know, famous literary thing, and we're just... And none of the jokes work. It's not funny. It's all, like... It's too, you know, a, a talented cast in a terrible movie <laughs> like that's just not funny at all and none yeah. of the jokes work and i just i don't know i'm super it's... i'm super glad i skipped that one like i saw the reviews yeah. before i watched it because i was super hyped yeah. for that movie originally because it was like the first time uh john c Riley and will ferrell did something in a while if my memory serves mm-hmm. right like you think like it would just work but apparently it doesn't i still haven't seen it and literally yeah, i mean literally every person it I've might talked be to... a... sorry go on i was gonna i'm sorry i'm cutting you off but it it may have been a smidge funnier than this maybe but oh. it, it honestly it's the same thing where you're just kind of cringing like okay nothing's working and it's going on it's like they're trying so hard but it's just not i was gonna say every person i've talked to about that movie that went and saw it in theaters walked out of it that's oh God, that's yeah, it was... so bad. 
Oh, but that's... I digress. I feel like that's... It was absolutely my least favorite thing. If you ever want to have, you know, go and listen to one of our podcasts where just Joe and I just, like, are flabbergasted about how terrible a movie is, go and listen to the Holmes and Watson review. I mean, we're, we're close here. Like, this one, I, I, I hated this movie just about as much as I hated Holmes and Watson. It's just that tone deaf and just... Yeah, I don't know. Wow. It's, uh... It wasn't even like fun to watch. It was dull, and it, like David, you you got you hit the nail right on the head, and that is that the biggest sin a movie can commit is not to be bad; it's to be boring, and that's what this movie did. <laughs> it's just a boring, boring movie with no no ideas behind it besides like the premise. It's like they got the premise for this monster thing, and it's going to be these reporters and trans American reporters in Transylvania and the monsters, the you know, famous Universal monsters. They got that far, and then nothing else. Like, nothing else. No. No idea. Like, it's almost like they were making it up on the go, because it's just... It I don't think there was a script. A I think they just, like, like, pointed cameras and say, all right, perform. And they're like... Yeah. Our actors are like, okay, let's do, I don't know, five minutes. I should give them enough material. They can always cut it down. And they're done. And they're like, all right, that's it. We're not even going to edit it down. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, we're throwing it on camera. Yeah, well, say till the cows and... come home again. That was really funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As you Americans say, because they have to say that in every scene in this movie, what, there has to be an, an as you Americans say joke in every scene or else we're not cutting camera. <laughs> but they, they, and they literally say the same line, too. It isn't a different line each time. It's till the cows right, come home. Cows come... It's... Yeah. I don't Which, know. Yeah, hilarious. That's, that's, that's I'd rather be one. pelted in the nuts with a series of dodgeballs. Yeah. <laughs> well, since it's me and I tend to be, especially with movies, uh, generally fairly light on like r- ripping them a new one and uh, try to be an optimist. I was going to ask you guys, is there anything, anything at all that was funny here that you liked or that you found you know, uh, memorable? Any redeeming qualities? Um... um... It's going to be a really... If you ever become, like, a film teacher, it would be a great how not to. <laughs> uh, I would say there there were things that I legitly laughed out loud. Like, not Mole Man laugh, but, like, an actor like... <laughs> yeah. Ha! Um, there were some scenes. But the thing is, I don't remember them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, well, no, no, the pull every hair from your asshole line, um, <laughs> or when, when, when they, you know, near the end, when they start exposing that all the monsters are actually just people going through some various form of extreme eccentric cosmic surgery, the werewolf once again, like lifts up and shows like, yeah, they've been, he's been using like the laser on my hair and it shows just like this small, like five inch <laughs> oh circle God. on his stomach. And he says, I can go suntanning again. Oh, I can, or go, I can back go to, to the, the beach. beach again. Yeah. And I, I let legitly like, <laughs> it's like, um, I don't like, I don't know. Maybe catching the old man howling during an extra marital affair. And oh, now, yeah, the, Everything sounds like it. He sounds like an animal. He is. <laughs> like, yeah. Come I think, on. I'm not in the mood anymore. I think it's funnier <laughs> when we deliver the lines, and that's a problem. That's a really big problem. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. better as like a story to tell. Like this, 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 like this movie does give you a few good lines, but you don't have to say where the where it came from. <laughs> you can just yeah use them. There was. One that I didn't mention, and I'll, I'll bring one positive out. This isn't even that positive, but it got a laugh out of me. Um, the doctor, whatever his name is, the Dr. Frankenstein-type character, Dr. Malavacqua or whatever, um, he's doing his Jekyll Hyde thing, and they're setting up like the laboratory, and, and uh, Radu says something to him like, are you do you want us to ready the something for the lightning and he goes he goes no no lightning he's like what you don't use lightning he's like no i use all this other shit (laughs) and just points to his like (laughs) laboratory stuff yeah not really that great of a joke and the fact that that was a high watermark for the humor in the movie says something about the whole movie but it did get a laugh out of me so and that was Um, that wasn't really the writing as much as it was the delivery yeah, because yeah. he he really put all of his acting into that one line. It was, it was, well, that's the thing. 
That's a fair well, like, moment. yeah, you you mentioned the espresso machine thing too. He's he's doing he's acting his ass off with that stuff, and uh, it so it it does. It, it's almost funny, like it almost redeems something about it. But at the end of the day, it's not. Again, too little, too late too, because it's in the last ten minutes. So, I mean, the performances are funny that, that that's like david keeps pointing out and saying like well it was how it was kind of done i'm like and yeah and i'm like yeah these aren't like these are okay jokes like portrayed by these people who do know how to do comedy like but mm-hmm. it's like once again the set and it's just like this is the best that we can fucking do oh and, and like yep and some of their better performers in comedy get the worst material like oh. s- like seinfeld guy i forget oh his my name. god i forgot entirely about him but he Kramer. he oh, might yeah, be Mike, one of the funniest people in that cast and he gets oh he's the most the painful to watch absolute yeah. worst material in the movie and it's it's um has anyone ever all of his gags that he's yeah, his playing on everybody the worst that like aren't... they're the longest too like they're that's oh that's the per- perfect representation of the friend going. This is really funny, huh? I'm like, oh god, please stop! Like this hasn't been funny once. Like a few scenes can give you like a <laughs> that's funny. Um, none of them did, and I don't know if it's his fault because he can make you laugh, but yeah, yeah, yeah but he he fell flat so hard for me the entire movie. Um, so did he literally. To to the point where I remember there was the one scene where he, That's he, good. he jumps out of the closet with the riding like the the quarter <laughs> toy. And I was just yeah. like and I, I literally said, Oh come on. <laughs> oh, like yeah. I, I legitimately laughed that. at that was that so, because it that was, was so like, bad so that pathetic. it was almost funny, but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> only like, only to two fuck? years only to have two minutes later the word nympho knees come out of somebody's mouth and I'm just like oh stop just stop <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh god yeah anyway I suppose we should get around and giving this thing a grade or guess, <laughs> uh, you can kind of guess where we're going to end up on it but <laughs> David since we made you sit through this one why don't you start us off with uh, what are your final thoughts and what, what would you give a grade on this one. Let's My synopsis. Our grading scale, David. Shit! What is our grading scale? Uh, I our arbitrary. That's oh, what it arbitrary? is. arbitrary. <laughs> oh, good. Good reason like, I wouldn't remember it because eh? <laughs> we always make it up. Uh, okay, so synopsis. Final thoughts. Um, this movie is like if you have a really great cookbook and you have the right recipe. And it's a really easy recipe. It's like mac and cheese. You cannot fail this. And you just decide <laughs> to kind of take the recipe, look at it once, and be like, yeah, I don't really need to follow this and just kind of go off into your own thing in the corner. Like, you even have all the right ingredients. You have the cheese, you have the macaroni, but you just decide for whatever reason that you're going to put in 10 times more cheese and then throw the thing in, like, a pressure cooker or something when you're supposed to boil it. I don't know. And it's just it's just I'm sorry I'm finding this mac and cheese story and recipe once again more fascinating than this actual movie I'm like tell me more about this man's motivation like why did he want to go so exotic with a pressure cooker All right. like I have questions I want answered but this that's movie, what I no. mean like I, I feel like this person is like I don't want to copy Mel Blanks but I am and I'm good shit Mel Brooks and <laughs> oh, I'm I gonna... thought that was intentional. <laughs> oh. um, there was some copying of Mel Blanc too. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the, this. Oh, you like Mel Brooks? You should try Mel Blanc's. He's wonderful. Or I, I guess another way of saying it is like he was looking over Mel Brooks' shoulder. He's like, "All right, you can copy off of my homework, but you need to change a couple of the lines." And he just ends up. He's uh, like, "Don't worry, I have astigmatism. We're good." But but Mel Brooks was also failing the test at the time, so like. Yeah, <laughs> it was never gonna work. Um, and as for a grade, I give it uh, five minutes of of just awkward Play back time. and forth. Yeah, just like uh, master, master, like twenty of those out of like hundred and thirty. <laughs> That's my ranking. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. He went very arbitrary. Yes. Um, <laughs> good on you. I should I should have gave you a, a prep. Um, no, it's good. I give it. <laughs> well, oh, god damn this movie. I don't think this is what's weird about this movie. I don't actually think I hate it as much as we're slamming on it. But at the same time, like I can't stop slamming on it though. Like I personally, like, I have no vendetta against you, but I am gonna have to bully the fuck out of you, movie, because you are that <laughs> awful and you must be punished for existing. <laughs> it's like no hard feelings. Give me the dodgeball. <laughs> well, I think I think the worst Quack. thing we could have possibly done in this movie is bring attention to it, because it it was safely in hiding, <laughs> and now true. we just brought it back up. We're gonna have to burn this podcast. <laughs> we imagine what we've done to Mountain View, California. Oh my God! Not even they are like, what the fuck is this shit? We can't data mine this shit. Um, yeah. I would, but you know, the comedy is like it's barely being kept afloat. Uh, the premise should have been, it's like, well, this should be pretty enjoyable. And it's just, it's not, it's not the same level of bad. It's just, it's just bad. It's just flat out bad. I, I give it uh, six laser plucking asshole hair tweezers um, <laughs> out of two. So it's way more painful than it needed to be. You shouldn't even fucking pluck it a second time, let alone six. Ooh, man. Clinched. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I will tell you, we've set kind of a new record for me, and this may be my least favorite movie I've watched on the Video Junkyard podcast, which as you, everybody knows who's listening, and you guys know, that's saying something, so it is absolutely like a piss poor attempt at recreating like the magic of something like Young Frankenstein, but it's got none of the class and clever like humor of that movie or even the love for the genre that that movie has like this has nothing along those lines it's um it's a comedy that like kind of forgot to be funny or maybe at the same time tried too hard to be funny and just always missed the mark i like your um talking about the friend that has the joke and uh, keeps telling it over and over again that's essentially this movie it's the doorman of the movie who's making you participate in the joke that's the next worst thing that a joke could be it's like that's funny right here let me show you physically on your body how to be make this like no sorry (laughs) sorry eric i mean no i mean short short story is this movie sucks and i hardly ever (laughs) say that i try to be nice about things and be and be uh you know generally optimistic and generally focus on positive but i got no positive to say this is terrible reminds (laughs) me of uh holmes and watson um Wow, it took all it's the, the life out of it Eric. To. It's uh, poorly made, poorly conceived. It's a waste of it, like a talented cast that is utterly wasted, and your time is also utterly wasted if you ever watch it. So my apologies to anybody who watched it in preparation for listening to this show. This one gets an F minus. It's the worst. Don't watch it. Oh wow, so. this movie <laughs> was. I think. I, Oh my god. I think this movie was your tobacco-laced kryptonite, Eric. Yeah. If anyone it, it gets is, that it... reference, it completely just zapped <laughs> out what makes him good to like, god, I can't save this. This is awful. Like that's yeah. that's that's I saying can't do something. It. Like and and David, you hit the nail on the head about what's wrong with it and that's that it's it's unremarkable in any way. It's not <laughs> it's... funny. It's it's just boring and shouldn't exist. Like it's poorly made crap, bitches, <laughs> and not fun. Poorly made crap because I say that about stuff all the time that I love, but I don't know. I got low so. love for this turd. Well, like you know, think about the room, right? Room's a terrible movie, but but the guy I'm blanking on the guy who wrote it and directed it. He put his goddamn heart into uh, that movie. Tommy Wiseau. Yes. Tommy Wiseau put his entire everything into that movie, and it shows regardless of how bad this is. I don't get that well, feeling there's, from there's this movie. Well, there's bad acting in it. Yeah. There's bad acting in it, so it's like at least you can laugh at the bad acting. This movie didn't necessarily have bad acting. It didn't have any bad acting, really. It just had terrible everything else, and the, and the subpar acting kept it like, oh, just let this drop so I can make fun of it. You don't even let. Well, like, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> you too, can't even though, fail at failing. Tommy was so passion for his project will keep it alive probably as long as he is. Unlike this effort that mm-hmm. that literally seems like, like you remember not... that that time when the Universal Studios tried to reboot the monster movies in MCU format. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. just like that. Just like well, we're just 
pull, pulling out the grinder and doing another formula. It was, it, it's just rough. This movie feels like, and I think you nailed it again. This movie feels like it was made to launder money for Dow chemical. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it, nobody cared about this movie, even from the get go. And once you find that out, then it makes sense. But I think the only like... save out of this is this podcast gets its own special episode dedicated to soften like it becomes like a documentary on like the crimes that went on behind the scenes we're just gonna have a whole hour-long special <laughs> where we like do it like an unsolved mysteries delivery <laughs> if anything the tv junkyard podcast is now going to become the movies that were used to launder money for companies podcast and it's going to be mwah. Yeah. Beautiful. yeah there you go anybody wants to launder money let me know give us a shoot us an email yeah. <laughs> if you used your move well, we can't launder your money for you but no no, no. <laughs> I, I just offered criminal services on the air that's a good idea good yeah. idea here. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no way we use nearly enough fabric softener for your money i'm just saying anyway david i want to thank you for being here with us tonight and thank you for sitting through that god-awful movie just to talk about it but um uh, yeah, hopefully it didn't um, spoil an already uh, not so great week of your life. But <laughs> look, just what? just kill me now. <laughs> yeah. to, to Ryan, thanks again for being here as well and filling in. Uh, uh, Joe obviously is still out west digging, and uh, we'll be back here um, not next week, but the following. I think Ryan's going to be with me here one more week, and. Um, David, you're welcome to join us, but after this, I don't think you'll we'll see you around on the Video Junkyard podcast real often. But <laughs> well, I mean, we'll as see. he laughs maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I promise I didn't pick this movie to scare anybody away. But that's uh, is yeah. what it is. So anyway, if you've seen Transylvania <laughs> Six Five Thousand and you uh, have anything to say about it, um, God, if you have anything positive to say about it, let us know. I'd like to. <laughs> have somebody out there that has you know got some kind of enjoyment out of this movie you can send us an email at the video junkyard podcast at or sorry video junkyard podcast at gmail.com uh shoot us a message on our facebook group or tweet at us at at video junk pod um let us know if you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else that we talked about and um coming up on the podcast we will be picking another movie from uh, the 2b tv service as we have been during uh, these months of quarantine um and we will david, let you, you want to spin gonna the be. wheel i think there's a wheel david do you want to she'll so distantly spin sure. the wheel of tubi yes okay i want click 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 Oh no, it's Transylvania 65,000. <laughs> oh my god, the whole wheel. <laughs> we got so to next now. Next week the wheel. will be Transylvania 65,000 Part 2. Um, which thank it's god just there's us, not an actual It's not a sequel, that. it's just we just watch <laughs> it again. Just, it's, it's Transylvania 711, look forward to it. Yeah, we'll be even more despondent and, you know. <laughs> I'm waiting for Transylvania uh, 91210. Nine, uh, nine, oh yeah! Two, by the oh. way, the um, the fact that it's an '80s movie and the the title is a reference of a Glenn Miller song that nobody's probably gonna get seeing nope. it in the '80s. They didn't know the fact what that it was. They, they use the reference throughout the movie, like the tune of the song, and but never any context to it. Another just awful joke. Anyway, I'm done talking about this one. <laughs> yeah, we were just trying to get away, and you just started the review again. I know. Uh, well, thanks, guys. That's yeah. uh, that's all I got. Wind has been taken out of my sails by this shit movie. So tobacco lays kryptonite. I'm telling you. So on that note, um, yeah, I'm Eric Branson. <laughs> I'm Ryan Seiskel. I'm David Andrews. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. 
I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. I want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>